Are you an investigative professional? Did you know you can find the best private investigator resources using investigatorstoolbox.com? This resource community was built exclusively for licensed investigators and investigative professionals. You can network directly with members, educate yourself through free webinars and blogs, and even create your own customizable research library. Membership starts for as little as 49 cents a day. Download the Investigators Toolbox app or visit our webpage at www.investigators-toolbox.com. Are you an investigative professional with an international problem you can't solve? Conflict International has the knowledge and relationships to jump in for you. We compensate investigators for referring cases to our office. Contact us today for details. Conflict International uses insight, intelligence, investigation, risk management, and strategic solutions to solve problems troubling individuals and companies of all kinds anywhere around the world. Whether you're planning to hire a person to a position of trust, carry out due diligence on a company, trace hidden assets, or require skilled boots on the ground, Conflict International investigators can seamlessly pursue a case across borders, offering a truly global solution. Find out about our extensive range of services at conflictinternational.com. Conflict International, global reach, international knowledge. This week on PI Perspectives, we're trying something a bit different. Matt welcomes PI Mark Askins to the show. Mark's based out of Washington State and does work with a great nonprofit called Miracle Messages. Find out how an investigator can help homeless people reconnect with their loved ones. So please welcome Mark Askins and your host, private investigator Matt Spare. And welcome everyone to this week's episode of PI Perspectives. This is Matt Spare, your host. Um, today we're going to try something different. Um, I'm going to interview somebody I've never actually met before, uh, somebody who I've been trading emails back and forth with. Uh, but he's involved with a really cool nonprofit, which we'll get into later on in the show. But he's a private investigator and somebody who um, obviously volunteers a lot of his time and is involved in a, in a very cool thing. Um, so I want to welcome Mark Askins to the program. Mark, how are you? Hey, doing great. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, you are a West Coast guy, and we've actually never met in person. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully, we'll meet soon. Yeah. Maybe. We'll see one day. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about your background. How'd you get into uh, the business? Yeah, so the old-fashioned way, uh, nepotism. It was uh, my dad started our uh, family PI firm called J.H. Askins Company back in 1969 in the Bay Area. Uh, just a one-man band, and then over the years it grew, uh, primarily doing uh, workers' comp and general liability, and uh, then I joined him after college in 88, and uh, my career as a PI took off from there. It was supposed to be a summer job with a family business and turned into a very long summer. Yeah, very long summer. So what did you go to school for? What were you, what were your plans? Yeah. So, uh, I went to school at a small liberal arts school called uh, the university of Puget sound up in Tacoma, Washington, and, uh, studied poli sci and, uh, history. And, uh, um, my plan was to go into law school and, uh, but, uh, Working with my dad, the joy of working with him and the work we were doing uh, just ended up staying on. Yeah. 
I had a similar route. I, I did the whole prep to go to law school and, and studied for it, took the LSATs, thought it was really right. cool. That was going to be my future. <laughs> and then just one day I had this moment where I was like, I don't like, I don't want to do this. You know, I just want to do the investigative stuff. It's more interesting. Exactly. I mean, I think we re- both really dodged a bullet there. <laughs> yeah. All my lawyer friends tell me that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, what are you going to do? Um, so, so that's cool. So, um, yeah, the Bay Area is a, it, it's, it's a big area and there's lots of different types of investigative work to do. So tremendous. Yeah. Your, your firm that you work for your dad, uh, was there a particular area that you specialized in? Um, yeah. So we, yeah. So we had about, uh, at its pinnacle, about 20 uh, investigators spread throughout Northern California, Central California, primarily working on uh, workers' comp and general liability. So we had a uh, AOE, COE going out, taking statement team, about 10, 10 people doing that. Then we had 10 people doing the surveillance side. And uh, I primarily did uh, the field work, did a lot of field work on uh, uh, high profile, uh, high value cases, high exposure cases. Right. I guess dad could trust you, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> He's going to show up for work. <laughs> if oh, nobody, yeah. nobody knows where you live, right? <laughs> oh, definitely. And I was living with him, my wife and I, for a period there. So living and working and yeah, so... That's that's great. What um, what did you find most challenging when, when you started doing it? Good question. Um, one of the biggest things was trying to build a sense of rapport and with the person I'm sitting down with. So building that sense of trust, coming coming into somebody's uh, house, um, asking them very uh, personal questions, you know, especially if it's a psychiatric claim. In ca- in California, we have a lot of psych claims, so covering everything from their finances to medical issues to how their kids are doing, mm-hmm. and trying to make people feel comfortable, you know, and uh, as much as possible uh, with sharing that information. Right. And uh, so I think that was kind of something that I built up over time, building that, uh, uh, know, how to engage with people and sure. giving them the time to tell their stories, being, being present with them, basically. And, so tell me yeah. a little bit about that site claim. Cause that, that's, that's new to me. I have not been. Yeah. What, what yeah. So a, uh, psychiatric claim in California, uh, and in a few other States, but it's primarily in California, uh, you're allowed to file a claim for stress created at work. And back when I was first getting started, it could be as simple as you got a bad review from your supervisor. Right. And it's like, oh my gosh, I'm so stressed out now. I can't focus. I need to see a, a mental health professional. I need time off from work. You need to give me tens of thousands of dollars because I'll never be the same. Right. So we would the invest the uh, um, insurance company or the third party administrator, the law firm would send us out and gather information from the person who filed the claim, from uh, their coworkers, from their supervisor, to get a sense as to um, you know if their claim has any merit, and right. uh, so and 
there were, you know, a bunch of different factors and changes in the laws during the time that I was an investigator, where it got to the point where they had to show that the predominant uh, factor causing their stress was work. Before that, all you had to show was like 10%, which any of us could do, you know, 10% yeah. of the stress in our life is work. Yeah, I can. I, you know, I are can you a business owner? Right, exactly. If you're a business owner, I think it's a little more than 10%. <laughs> oh my gosh, tremendously. Yeah, and uh, so that changed over time and then keeping up with the, the changes in the legislation in the uh, uh, court cases that were coming out both from the Court of Appeals, California Court of Appeals, and then in California, we have the Workers' Compensation Appeals Board right. that is its own separate uh, jurisdiction. And Very so change is taking place there. Yeah. I got to wonder if like the owners of businesses can file claims for their employees, stress them out. Because, Wouldn't uh, that be ideal? Be yeah. Fun, like, crazy. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Those, those sleepless nights. Yeah. And uh, yeah, no, it, it's, uh, I, I've been through that a lot dealing with, uh, I mean, you can never turn it off. I mean, going on vacation, you know, it, what's a vacation? Cause it's, you know, your business is still, back you know you're yeah. worried about how many cases are coming in if it's too busy if it's too slow yeah it's funny funny one of my guys is about to go on vacation and, and my people don't stress me out that was a joke um but no, I, um one of my guys is going on vacation he's going away for a long time i mean he's going away for like a month i mean well earned take the time and right? like the ongoing joke back and forth with him and i is like he's like i, I should take my laptop right it's like don't take a laptop because <laughs> like, i think i should take my laptop i think you're gonna need me i'm like dude do not take your laptop oh. Like what a good guy you up. are. Yeah. yeah. No, that's that's brilliant because it's, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the way I would feel when, you know, our ACE investigators would either, um, you know, get pregnant. And it's like, oh, my gosh, please tell me you're coming back after, you, you know, this hiatus. We need you. You're, you know, our clients love you. Uh, uh, so, yes, yeah, so that's uh, I can definitely feel that. Yeah, I, wa I wanted him to have a break because, you know, it. it you, you work so hard in, in this business. There is no, there's no off time. You know, you yeah. got to be accessible by your phone, you know, 10, 11 o'clock at night. And you know, the, the, that's when business gets done. If you call somebody and they call you back, you don't let it roll to voicemail. You pick it up and you deal with what you have to deal with. You need, you need to call somebody on the weekend. You deal with it. It's just part of yep. the, of the business. And, and our uh, surveillance people, when we uh, would, constantly amaze me their creativity and blending in and their commitment to the job so following somebody on a Saturday morning not sure where they're gonna go you pick them up and they end up driving five hours away to a ski resort and uh, you know we had that happen a few times in our investigators uh, you know, would either have a set of skis with them or would rent it. And they were just, you know, brilliant. I mean, in terms of their creativity yeah. and uh, diligence and just passion for the job. Sure. Got to be ready for anything, right? Yep, um, that's so true. So I assume that all this um, interviewing and this face-to-face -face developing of information, you know, that you've done over the years uh, has lent to this project that you're involved with, uh, which we'll get into after the break here, um, you know, dealing with, with a homeless issue, which I think is 
amazing. Um, so why don't we tease it a little bit before we take a break? Tell me a little bit about that nonprofit and how you got involved with it. Yeah. So um, it's called Miracle Messages, miraclemessages.org. And a friend of mine in Hawaii um, read an article about the founder, Kevin Adler, and uh, uh, in the New York Times. And uh, she contacted me and said, Mark, with your investigative prowess and with your heart, this is right up your alley. You would, I think you'd be a great fit for it. So right. Right. that's kind of reading the article and learning more about their mission and vision was just like, oh my gosh, this is brilliant. Yeah, no, that's, that's really cool. We're, we're going to take a break right here, but when we come back, I really want to dig in and talk more about that and how it lines up with the investigator and what the role and function is. Cause it, it's, it's a pretty good sized nonprofit. Uh, if you look at the yeah. board and their, their trustees, they, they've got, or advisors, they get a lot of people uh, involved with it. So everybody sit tight and we will be right back. The summer's here and that means it's time to bundle discounts with the Investigator Education Consultants. Bundles are available on the fundamentals of the profession, gumshoe talent, putting it all together, hard time crime and pocketbook crime. If you purchase any of these combinations, you'll receive a 10% discount by using the code BUNDLE B-U-N-D-L-E. Visit the website at investigationeducation.com. That's investigationeducation.com. You guys have been hearing uh, for a long time about how much I love Cross Tracks, but now you're going to hear from somebody else. So we got George Gerges here. George is a member and a user of Cross Tracks. George, tell me real quickly what you love about Cross Tracks. The simplicity of using it and the ability to customize everything that you could do with Cross Tracks is awesome. It actually allowed me to take the way that I do my business and implement it into their system. And not only am I able to manage 10 or 15 cases, I'm able to manage 50 to 100 cases with the same effort. Fantastic. So Crosstracks, um, the case management system, they are SOC 2 certified. Basically, that's an encryption, really an upgrade. They're the only ones out there that are doing it. So please support this great sponsor that supports our show. Uh, check them out. The links are in the show notes. Cross tracks. If you're an investigator, you should be using them today. Looking for an insurance agent that puts you first? Every PI business is different. That's why OREP Insurance can shop multiple markets to ensure you get the best coverage to meet your unique business needs. OREP's model is business by the golden rule, and for over 20 years, they've built their business by putting their clients first. So come enjoy a fast online application and same-day certificates of insurance at OREP.org. OREP has coverage for armed investigators, executive protection, and even has a separate policy for security firms. The application takes less than five minutes, so visit OREP.org today. OREP.org. I want to talk to everybody today about scopenow.com. Scopenow has been a big time sponsor of this program for quite some time, and I just love their service. I've been using them since the beginning. I'm one of their beta customers, and it's been so awesome to see them grow into the business that they are today and just how they just keep reinventing themselves and pushing themselves to get more and more information. What it comes down to is, is Scope Now is a tool that you definitely need to use if you do social media investigations, any internet research, and really 
Spending less time digging around and, and uh, looking for information, I think is one of the best points of how ScopeNow can help you. Their AI platform, their analytics are amazing. You really get an idea of what you need. You're reducing the time, you're reducing the manpower that you, you're spending on doing this research because they're essentially doing it for you and uh, they're doing it correctly, which is most important. One of the new things that they're actually offering is this flagging system where you can flag behaviors and really highlight and um, look out for fraud. If you're doing a lot of fraud research, uh, this is a fantastic tool and you can set up alerts. So you have uh, particular people that you're looking at, you can actually set up alerts to get notifications when the criteria that you set up is actually um, is flagged and goes off. It's really, uh, really amazing. And their relationship and association analytics are uh, top notch, really uh, cutting edge and really, really cool. When they brought that out on version three, it was a game changer. I mean, really being able to see how people interact together and, and uh, you know, having that relationship you know, analysis is really, really something that's cool. You know, one of the other things about being involved with Scope Now is their ability to offer webinars. Their team is cutting edge on putting together and getting out really, really great content. If you're a member of Scope Now, if you know who they are, you've seen them around on LinkedIn, you'll, you'll know that they're constantly doing webinars on these new websites that are coming out and uh, they're really staying on top of it. And don't forget, uh, any reports that you generate, you can actually white label those reports put your own logos on and, and really make them look professional, which you know could equate to more billing for you as well. So check them out today. It's uh, www.scopenow.com. They're a great, great company. They should be one of the tools in your toolbox, along with whatever kind of uh, search engines you do. Uh, you need to make sure that ScopeNow is a part of that suite. Scopenow.com. Are you going to the Nally Conference this week in Kentucky? Make sure to stop by the Investigator's Toolbox table and say hi to Matt. And check out the latest issue of PI Magazine, available online or via hard copy. Visit PIMagazine.com to learn more. And welcome back to PI Perspectives. This is Matt Sperry, your host. Uh, today we're doing a special show. We are focusing on Miracle Messages. Uh, it's a nonprofit organization. And we have a private investigator, Mark Askins, uh, uh, who's in Washington now, by uh, originally from the Bay Area in California, uh, Mark, I want to welcome you back to the program. Thanks so much. Great to be with you. Thanks for being here. So before we took a break, we started to talk about this nonprofit, Miracle Messages. You um, had mentioned how you, a friend of yours saw an article and uh, thought it would be a good idea for you to, to get involved with this. Um, tell me the, the mission statement of this nonprofit. What exactly do they do? So their mission and vision is to assist individuals who are experiencing housing insecurity, what that can mean, you know, living on the street or in a shelter to living in a single room occupancy, small apartment, uh, who are longing to reconnect with uh, their uh, family members, whether and and friends, the people mm -hmm. that remind them of a better time in their life. Um, so, and, and that's what it is, you know, try, and it's, uh, um, it's a very simple mission, one that we can all relate to, I think, yeah. where there's been times when we've become separated from, you know, friends from our neighborhood, friends from school, and we think about them periodically um, and wonder, you know, I wonder what they're doing. You check Facebook, they aren't on Facebook. And, uh, but yeah, just to be able to, I, I think we've all felt that pang of wanting to reconnect with people. 
Yeah, and I think it just takes it to another level because these are people <clears throat> that are in, indigent, right? People that exactly maybe have lost their cell phone. All yep. their contact information is gone. Um, you know, maybe there is some sort of mental illness that's involved too, and good days and bad days. Um, and it, you know, it's interesting as investigators, as field investigators, people that are out on the street that deal with these things, you know, you come across individuals that are in these situations. And, you know, for me, it's always impactful. Like, how did this person mm. get to this particular point? Like, it doesn't make sense to me. Is their family not taking care of them? Is there, you know, what, what led them to end up that way? And everybody's yeah. always got a story. There's always a reason why that happens. And, you know, as investigators, we, we get contacted by family members to find people out on the street. Yeah, that, right. that happens. There's a there's a guy in New York who's really great at John Fariso, you know, really, really good Ferris investigations. He's like a missing persons guy, right? And he gets mm -hmm. these calls with people that um you know are looking for loved ones that that um they're out on the street. Yeah. And it's like where where do you begin, right? So first as investigators, right, we have to interview, right? We gotta make sure that you know exactly. that this is for legitimate purposes. And then, you know, when you contact these individuals, let's say you do find somebody who's, who's out on the street or whatever, you know, like you have to ask them whether or not they even want to talk to the people that are looking for them. Right. And that's the, Oh, ethically that's the right thing to do. Right. Oh, of course. Of course. Ours is a double opt in as well. So for individuals that are experiencing homelessness that we're helping to locate their loved ones, um, whether they be family members or friends or mentors or people that they served with in the military, whoever it might be. Um, it's something when we, we let them know that the other person has to uh, kind of welcome and approve of the, the contact and us sharing their contact information, right. um, which is important. That's, you know, um, and, and the, um, uh, we also offer our services to people experience who are uh, family members of those experiencing homelessness. Right. As you pointed out, the investigators who do that as well. So helping them locate uh, their uh, parents, their siblings or children who they haven't seen in uh, can be decades, you know, right. trying to, uh, you know, search uh, for them and, and reconnecting them. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, it's such an interesting thing because they're, they're different reasons that these things happen. Like er, everything's different. I, I've even had case. I had one recently where the, the attorney was about to go to trial for this particular person's case. And um, they were almost, they were out on the street. They were gone. Mm. Um, you know, we were trying to locate uh, this particular person and the family would not help. Like they were not interested in us finding wow this particular person, uh, which was really strange. And, uh, the attorney ended up settling the case. Uh, so this person who still, we can't find them. Oh <laughs> they, my gosh. They got some money coming from them. Yeah. I had an, uh, another situation where, um, one of my researchers located, uh, somebody who was out on the streets, but had this thing where she played bingo every Tuesday at a particular hall and the family, like they didn't want to talk to her. They didn't want to deal with her. They thought she was like out of it, but they're like, well, if you want to find her, go there on Tuesday. Exactly. Yep. Or, you know, follow, look at this road, like drive up and down this road. And I guarantee you, if you see a woman 
she'll fit that fits the description of who you're looking for like that's her because yeah. uh, you know, we don't know where she's living but we know she loves bingo right like, right oh exactly yeah and uh, so and as you pointed out there's so many um different reasons why people become separated as you indicated you know loss of a cell phone for all of us now all of our contact information is on a cell phone. Nobody remembers anybody's phone numbers anymore. So if somebody loses, if somebody on the street loses their phone, they've lost everything. They've lost, you know, the social security number. If they keep it in there, they've lost their parents' number, everybody else's number. So I'd say about a third of the cases we get are those where people tell us, you know, we're, I'm trying to reconnect with my mom and dad I was talking with them up until last month when I lost my phone and now I can't you know I don't have their numbers or any way you can help me find it and it's a fairly quick uh, search searching a variety of databases and uh, pulling up the information so so, um, I I would assume it falls under the lines of permissible purposes right Uh, of running running using those databases right well that's an, an excellent point. So we have looked into using several of these kind of PI exclusive or law enforcement type da- databases out there. The uh, And talking to attorneys, they have told us that it doesn't fall within the permissible purpose. So right. we're left with dealing with uh, kind of uh, public type databases or subscription like ancestry.com or right. been verified or you know that have some good information but not the type that you know I have access to through other means yeah because I guess it, I, it would be case specific right some of them probably do fall under those guidelines right if there's some sort true. of you know civil litigation going on and they're they're involved as a you know potentially somebody who's, who's entitled to get compensation, you know, that, that would fall. Oh under yeah. The oh, line. definitely. They were a witness to something that would fall under the line. Yeah. Um, but if, uh, you know, I just want to see Johnny from high school and make sure they're okay. That's probably is not, not a good exactly. one. Exactly. And, and, you know, probate cases, we tried, you know, arguing that, you know, with, if they're entitled as an heir in the future to, you know, their, uh, a portion of their family's estate, something to that effect, it would be permissible, but you know, it's, uh, I, I think that the probate hearings had, had a, like that person should have probably passed. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. You're not dead yet. Right. It's yeah, a tough yeah, sell. You don't have standing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Grandma Betty's going to die. So, you know, we need right. to find out where, where Joe is. <laughs> She'll die eventually. Right. That's yeah. Yeah. Point. We're just waiting for her yet, yeah. but it's, uh, and I mean, some of the reunions are just, incredible i mean we yeah. end up contacting the uh um loved one that they've been trying to find i had one uh a few years ago where this individual had been homeless for 30 years uh mick in the bay area was trying to find his mom polly who had given him up for adoption when he was five and uh, it ended up but uh, he had had a uh, and a medical condition she wasn't able to afford to get him treatment so she uh, turned over his care to a uh, somebody from her church they lost contact so after uh, 58 years we were able to locate 
his mom and uh, he had these you know memories very vague memories as a five-year-old of his mom and an older brother and uh, so we were able to I was able to look through old ledger books and uh, found a uh, an annulment case involving his mom and dad back in the 50s he used that and was able to bring it forward to 2018 when I found her and uh, calling her on the phone and saying, you know, this is who I am and this is why I'm calling and just the, that, that sense of disbelief, that sense of joy, that's, I mean, the impact on this, but she was 85 at the time mm-hmm. and uh, just like, are you serious? You're calling about my, I, there hasn't been a day when I haven't thought about Mick and hoped that he was doing well and dreamt about reconnecting with him. And uh, thanks to the Alameda County um, Sheriff's Department in California, they flew us up to Eureka where Polly, his mom was, and uh, Mick and I spent uh, the afternoon with Polly and uh, they, um, uh, continue to talk uh, on a weekly basis, and they're back in each other's lives. And uh, very cool. Yeah. So uh, I'm curious, like when you contacted this nonprofit, did they have an investigator already working with them, or is this like a new idea that you said, "Hey, I'm willing to do this. Let's let's make it work." Yeah, excellent question. And and that was they hadn't thought of it. They at that point they were strictly working with people, um, individuals from the community who wanted to help out, who may not have had any experience doing genealogical research or any type of, you know, professional investigations. They were just individuals that wanted to make a direct impact on the lives of their unhoused neighbors. Right. And uh, so when I told them, hey, you know, I would love to be able to share the uh, skills that I've honed over the past 30 years to work with you. They just kind of uh, said, yes, please. Right. You know, we, we want you. We need you. We didn't know we needed you, but we yeah. now are desperate. Yeah. So are, are you the only one on staff there that does the research or are there other people that do it too? So I'm the only uh, staff member um, doing it currently. Um We've had a couple of PIs in the past who have worked as volunteers, but we would love to uh, increase our stable of, of volunteers, of, of uh, uh, experienced investigators, uh, you know, from that do genealogy work, who do those uh, um, missing person type cases to sure. lend their skill sets and for those people who for those investigators who you know are looking to uh, engage in a volunteer capacity who want to give back to uh, it's I mean that was something that I had always been looking for a means to to share my skills with an organization and it's been a perfect fit as an as an investigator yeah so um you know, how would you recommend somebody who had a, like a passion to, um, to do this kind of work? How would they start doing it? Is this something where they reach out to you or um, they reach out to the organization there? 
yeah, it's, I, I would love it if they could reach out to me. And the, and the great thing is it's on a case by case basis, you know, so they can pick up a case and work on it, you know, an hour or two during a week, uh, find the, you know, uh, find the loved one. And um, the best bet is to reach out to me um, and I can share my contact information if you'd like. Yeah, we'll have it in the show notes, but uh, you can folks, what, what's your email? So my email is mark at miraclemessages.org. And we're doing this throughout the U.S., Canada. I mean, we're getting requests. We've had requests from uh, people in Africa to locate uh, family members. Any, any uh, Ni- Nigerian princes? <laughs> Stay away from those guys. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Something tells me they're, they're up to no good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, ex- exactly. And it's, you know, we've gotten a, some really good uh, media, some press out of this, out of our reconnections, both uh, in the Bay Area and then uh, in other uh, uh, metropolitan areas and nationally as well. We were recently featured on uh, uh, the PBS NewsHour, and we've been on uh, CBS This Morning and a few other national. Uh, so would you say like somebody who wants to gain some experience in this, maybe they're new to the field or they're just fresh off, just getting started. Um, would you train them on how to do this type of research and how to um, kind of get this done? Or, or you, do you expect people that are volunteering to kind of know what they're doing already? No, that's a great question. And, and I end up, uh, I have office hours where I train people um, how to do this work through cases together. So if people uh, have ever, you know, done any, if they've ever had a passion or an interest in doing this work, this is a great place to kind of um, get some experience and uh, to be able to hone their skills and to learn from me and some of the other uh, uh, volunteers that we have. And it's just, I mean, once you solve your first case and you see the impact that it makes, that direct impact, uh, and not only on the person experiencing homelessness, but on their family members who all of a sudden are reunited right. with their loved ones. I mean, it, it doesn't work that way on every single case. A lot of times Obviously, people yeah. Yeah. will say, hell no, you know, yeah. I've put myself out there so many times for them and they right. burn so many bridges. But, uh, you know, another one that comes to, to mind, we had this individual, Charlie, who was homeless in uh, Fort Lauderdale and he wanted to reconnect with uh, somebody he had fought with in Vietnam uh, as an 18 year old. They were on the front lines. Uh, They were uh, manning machine guns together um, and uh, they promised that they would stay in touch and they had lost contact. And he had his name, he had his approximate date of birth. I was able to locate him and reconnect the two of them after 50 years and uh you know the the impact that it made on on both of their lives to have you know that presence back in their lives after somebody who truly understood the nightmares that they were having and sure from that time and also the joys you know that that connection that they made so many years ago right 
Well, I think we're going to wind down here, man. Um, so thank you so much for coming on and uh, just bringing light to, you know, this nonprofit and what they're doing. So it's uh, Miracle Messages is the name of the nonprofit organization. Uh, right. We'll have a, a link in the show notes for that. Um, again, a kind of a different show here, something a little, uh, uh, a little to, to left field, but uh, you know, this is a great cause, and uh, it's interesting that you're using your skill set. Something that a lot of people that listen to this program have those skill sets and, and we don't realize, you know, the way we can volunteer and give back and, um, you know, help out, um, along the way and just, you know, trying to reconnect people and make the world a better place. Right. Well, <laughs> yeah. And, and I'll, I'll toss this in there as, here as well, but it's also a great marketing tool. I mean, it, it comes from the heart, right. but to be able to have your company, and yourself associated with an organization that gives back like this and you you know put that up on your um uh your website or whatever website or wherever and yeah. you know it, it really speaks volumes to your character yeah. and your passion so definitely definitely all right mark thank you so much for coming on uh thank you everyone for uh, tuning into the show and uh you know being faithful listeners and and uh, just weekly turning on and and uh and showing up so uh we'll catch everybody next week on the next show have a great week thank you mark for joining us today and we also like to thank crosstracks orep investigator education consultants scope now conflict international and nally for sponsoring the show so please support our great supporters and don't forget to check out the investigators toolbox now's the time to get on board and join the fastest growing digital community for investigative professionals use code pip201836 to save 10 percent on membership when you join if you have a question or a comment about the show email matt at matthews at satellitepi.com you can also find him on linkedin instagram and facebook we want your feedback to bring you the best shows possible and we'll be back next week with a new show so make sure you tune in and stay safe out there